0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Palmabet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at ParmaBet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call
0: 1-800-858-858. Good evening. Jordan Canellis with you, filling in for Sam Hargraves tonight. Good to be in your company again here on the Macca's Run. You can give us a call on the Harcourts open line, 1300 736 736. Your move, your Harcourts. Or you can send us a text, thanks to temper, a mattress like no other, 0433 98 This is the Maccas run, brought to you by Maccas. Try classic Angus at Maccas today. A bit on the agenda tonight. that has been a, a bit of a mishmash of news today around the footy world. There's been bits and pieces here and there, and we'll recap all those bits and pieces for you. But... The, one of the major stories from today is that we have the fixture for round 23. The final floating fixture uh, in the AFL home and away season has been uh, released and we now know uh, how the round will shape up. So, round 23, Friday night, August 19, Brisbane will take on Melbourne at the Gabba. Uh, so that'll be the standalone game on the Friday night. Saturday's uh, slew of five games, we'll see the Giants take on Fremantle, uh, first at Monica Oval. North Melbourne will take on Gold Coast at Marvel Stadium, uh, which who knows where the Gold Coast Suns will be at that point in the season. Could be a game that's, uh, that has them playing for finals positions, but they are starting from a while back, as we know now, the way the ladder is shaped. Geelong and West Coast at GMHBA Stadium is the Saturday Twilight fixture. Essendon and Richmond is the MCG game on the Saturday night. At the same time will be the showdown, Port Adelaide and Adelaide. So we have two Marquee fixtures on Saturday night at around about the same time. It'll be uh, starting about five minutes apart. Um, Essen and Richmond. Richmond could be fighting for a spot in the in the top eight at that point in the season. Port Adelaide could also be. They're starting a few games further back, as we know, after their losses in recent weeks. But both sides are still in the mix anyway, as it stands right now, one month before the end of the season. So Port Adelaide and Adelaide, the showdown, and Essendon and Richmond both on the Saturday night. And then on the Sunday, Hawthorne and the Western Bulldogs at Launceston will begin at 1.10pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. The middle game on the Sunday is Carlton and Collingwood at the MCG at 3.20, and the Twilight game at 4.40 at Marvel Stadium is St Kilda and Sydney. So there's a couple of pretty big games in there. You would say that Obviously, Brisbane and Melbourne is going to be one of the marquee games. It's been put in the marquee time slot of Friday night. Uh, Cartman-Collingwood at the MCG on Sunday is going to be pretty huge. And both sides could be fighting it out for a position in the top four. Uh, And St Kilda and Sydney as well. Sydney will be... Sydney are finals bound. Uh, And St Kilda, depending on how their run home goes... Uh, could be fighting for top eight. Now, it might be a little less likely because they are uh, just slightly in arrears right now compared to the Dogs and Richmond, but they're still in the mix. So Brisbane and Melbourne are going to be the headline act on the Friday night of round 23. It'll be a battle between, presumably, two teams still in the top four at that time of the season. Looking at the fixture overall and all those games I just read out, it was either going to be that game, Brisbane-Melbourne, or Carlton-Collingwood, which would have been or could have been scheduled in the Friday night time slot. Instead, the Pies and the Blues will take place on Sunday afternoon at 3.20. Now, that game might have the most riding on it. Let's say Melbourne and Brisbane have already secured places in the top four. That game, and it's not I won't, I won't call it a dead rubber because it's never a dead rubber. Those teams are in the finals, they're in the top four, and home ground advantage could still be on the line. But it feels like the Pies and the Blues game is... Well, it's two big Victorian teams with a possible top four ramification at play. Maybe only one of them uh, will get into the top four at that stage, which seems pretty likely. Both sides on the cusp of the top four. It's hard to tell from this far out, and we're in, we're, we're approaching around 20, so we're only four weeks away, but this still feels like such a long way away, which is telling to how close the season is. It is hard to tell what the ladder and the permutations will look like by then. And while I appreciate the AFL doing as they are supposed to do, and I'll give them that, by keeping the game national and placing a Brisbane Lions game at the Gabba in the marquee slot on a Friday night... It does feel, though, by round 23, the Pies and the Blues Clash will have more riding on it heading into finals. And it doesn't deserve to be overlapped by two other games on the Sunday of the final day of the home and away season. So, should Carlton and Collingwood be the Friday night game instead? It's too late to change, but we can hypothesise. Should it have been the Friday night game instead? The other element is the St Kilda and Sydney game. Now, who knows where the Saints are at that stage of the season? They could be out of the race. The Swans are a finals-bound team. But that, too, could could have ramifications for the top four in the case of the Swans and the top eight in the case of the Saints if their run home goes swimmingly. That's the twilight game on Sunday, and we'll end up clashing with Collingwood and Carlton. So possibly the two games with the most at stake, as far as top eight goes, Uh are going to clash. there will be overlapping games. Port Adelaide and Richmond's top eight chances will both come to a head on Saturday night at the same time. They might still be in the race. They might not. It's all it's all we're speculating into the future. But that's another clash of fixtures. Admittedly, that could be some fun, though, if Port Adelaide is still in the mix by then. And seeing them and the Tigers battle it out on the live ladder for a spot in the eight at the same time on a Saturday night could be pretty interesting. It'll be a bit Premier League-esque. Although subjectively, I think it's less likely to happen because Port Adelaide are a few games further back. But to the Lions and the Ds and the Pies and the Blues games, does it speak to the way the fixture is laid out currently that there is seemingly only one marquee time slot in a regulation weekend of AFL football? This is why I'd love to see Thursday night footy brought in permanently to the fixture from next year. And instead of removing one Saturday afternoon game to create a Thursday night which has been the case normally when Thursday night football exists on a weekend, leaving two Saturday night games to overlap. Why don't we shift one Saturday uh, night game to Thursday and therefore create three marquee night games back to back to back. So instead of having two, as it stands now, instead of having a Thursday night game, a Friday night game, and then two overlapping Saturday games, Saturday night games, that is, as we normally do when we have a Thursday fixture, why not, remove one of those two overlapping Saturday night games to create the Thursday game it would mean you still have two overlapping Saturday afternoon games but I feel like that is a little bit more easily sacrificial just because from my experience anyway and from knowing the way that local footy works and if you're a VFL fan or if you're a local footy fan people are out at uh, at the pub or at the local uh, footy club or at the, at, down at the local or whatever, watching the races or watching the footy. It feels like there's less eyes on Saturday afternoon anyway compared to Saturday night. So shift one of the Saturday night games to Thursday, and then you have three consecutive nights in the round of Thursday night marquee, Friday night marquee, and a standalone Saturday night marquee, three games in a row, back to back to back triple marquees. There seems to be an instantaneous groan among hardcore Aussie footy fans or hardcore Aussie sports fans whenever a comparison is made to the USA, but I'm going to go there. Come at me, bro. While I know they have up to 10 overlapping games on their Sunday afternoon, they do do the marquee night slots better than anyone else in the world. You can set your watch to Thursday night football, Sunday night football and Monday night football and know that more often than not, there'll be marquee games. Thursday night football is neither here nor there. It's a bit of a um, whatever time slot in in American football, but that's by the by Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Those are nationally televised games that go into all the big markets around the States. Sure, there is more money involved in the NFL across a larger domestic and international audience, but there's no reason the AFL can't replicate the same thing in the Australian market with Thursday, Friday, and Saturday being marquee slots. The NRL do it well. They've embedded the Thursday night game into their week. They've got a Friday night doubleheader, which works better for them because their games are shorter, so they can have two games back to back on a Friday. And then the Saturday, uh, the, the Saturday night standalone game as well, that's been in their fixture for years, and it's reliable and it works. That's how I think the fixture should look going into the future. That's what I'm hoping it would be next year. We hope to remove as many overlapping games as possible. But as far as round 23 goes, if you're a if you're a Carlton or Collingwood fan, where would you prefer to watch or how would you prefer to watch your team? What day, what time would you prefer to watch your team? I know in, in most circumstances, I know the answer would be, I don't really care. I just want to watch my team. I don't care what day or what time they play. They could play on Mars on a Tuesday evening. I'll still watch them. But if you have your choice, what would you rather take? Would it be a Friday night or would it be a Sunday afternoon at 3.20? What's your take? What's your... What's your this or that? Three twenty on a Sunday or Friday night. What would you have preferred to see Carlton and Collingwood on the final round of this season uh, be played on? 0-4-3-3-98-11-16. If you want to have your say for Temper, a mattress like no other, or give us a call one 2355 uh, Pardon me, that's the wrong number one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Uh, your move, your hard courts. That's the off the bench number. Not on Saturday morning. Now, uh, let's go to the phones and. Uh, uh, have a chat to uh let's go to danny on the road who wants to chat about carlton and collingwood's uh danny welcome to you
1: oh thank you uh how are you jordan um, Good, thank you i just i just uh with that i would definitely prefer sunday because friday night calm collingwood too much of a too much traffic and it will get too many too many people going to them see jane one hit and people leaving work and it will be just a mess so definitely Sunday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can have a nice lunch with with a family before you go there. So it's Sunday's great. But um, yeah, the reason why I called is I, I did a ladder predictor and I got Carm Connell six and seventh and I got Brisbane and Melbourne second and third. I just hope it's, it won't be a, won't be like that because then it'll be a fitter, I suppose, uh, on the last round because the, the coaches won't use one used all the players in the right conditions and they may may arrest one or two players. So but that could honestly happen and um, mm. yeah. So let's get your thoughts about that.
0: I did think about that. Yeah. So Melbourne and Brisbane that could be that could be two games back to back from round twenty three to the qualifying finals and then Carlton Collingwood could be could be the same as well. It's um you'd hope that with the pre finals by you'd hope that both teams would still play their full squads, and I don't. I think it'd be detrimental to them if they didn't. So if they if they chose to rest players in that final round, in round 23, before the pre-finals by if you're resting key players, that's effectively almost three weeks between games for the players who might miss out from round 22 to the first week of the finals. So because the pre-finals buy is in there, kind of scuppers any chance a, ho- a coach would have. Of hoping to rest a few players, because that's why the buy is in there. Um, it, you might see, yeah, you might see a bit more of a reserved approach from coaches around strategising for those games. If if they are to meet again in the first Definitely. week of the finals, that's that might be the one thing that um, that kind of that I don't know maybe saps a bit of the uh, the gusto out of the games in round 23. Um, maybe in the case of Melbourne and Brisbane, it won't matter as much because they'd still be playing for second place on the ladder and that would give you uh, the, the home ground advantage right through the finals. So for Carlton and Collingwood might not matter as much because they'll both be in Melbourne regardless of whether they finish sixth six or seventh but when you're involved with an interstate team, I guess for Melbourne they would still prefer to finish second so they can play in Melbourne and Brisbane don't play that well in Melbourne so to would be advantage for the D's, Danny. Yeah, no I totally agree. It's just
1: Yeah, the strategy, I'm sure they won't have all the all the strategies in place for the the last round, if that happens, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, thank you for your call. Thanks. Thank you. Danny on the road, calling on the Harcourts open line. You'll move your Harcourts, 1300 736 736. Mark from Bacchus Marsh is with us to have a chat about the AFL schedule. Mark, welcome.
2: Hey, how are you, mate?
0: Good, how are you?
2: Yeah, getting there, getting there. Look, you know, when you look at the schedule... We'll just leave the whole Thursday night argument for next year for now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, because it's not reality. It's not going to happen this year. So we'll just look at what we've got to play with. The glaring, the glaring one is um, the glaring is on the Saturday, and that's the basically the North Melbourne Gold Coast game. That game there should have been switched with the St Kilda and Sydney game because they're both at Marvel. Now, mm-hmm. the North Melbourne Gold Coast game is going to be a dead rubber. So that should be on the Sunday. That means that the Giants are at 145. If that happened in Sydney, the Swans were at 210. The only reason I can not can see that they didn't do that was so you didn't have both Sydney teams playing at the same time, mm-hmm. um, say, against each other on TV. That's the only thing I can think of because yeah. it makes no sense that Sir Kilda and Sydney are the last game on the Sunday. Yeah. So that should be the North Melbourne Gold Coast game. Yeah. Um, now, also, the Port Adelaide-Adelaide the Port, Adelaide, the Port Adelaide, Adelaide game, I think that could have been flipped to the Sunday as well because I think that'll be a dead rubber. I think they'll still turn up if it's a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday night in Adelaide. They'll still get a crowd.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You then move the Brisbane game to the Saturday night with Melbourne and you play your Carlton Collingwood on your Friday night.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah,
2: so you switch to Carlton Collingwood for Port Adelaide, Adelaide on the Sunday. You're moving your Friday night game, Brisbane, Melbourne, to Saturday night, and then you're bringing your Sunday game, Carlton Collingwood, to Friday night. Now, I haven't checked the previous, I haven't checked round 22 to see if that means they've got five-day breaks or something. So I, I haven't looked at that. It's just occurred to me that maybe they can't do that regardless because of five-day breaks and player association rule rules and so on. But I would have thought, you know, that would be a more normal sort of better, well, better laid out last round. Um, yeah. So, but I can understand your frustration. The funny thing is, from a cash perspective, the Sunday crowds seem to be bigger than the Friday night crowds at the moment. Yeah, there might be a bigger crowd for Carlton Collingwood on a Sunday, which is what they might have also allowed for, than a Friday night.
0: Yeah, that is, that is, um, uh, that that might be down to, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm, I'm thinking, well, it might be down to just because it's winter at the moment and people might be more reluctant to go out at night. Uh, in the middle of winter. But that's not to say it can't be cold and rainy in the middle of the day on on a Sunday either. So that might be... It might be an argument, but it might be a weak argument. But yeah, that is a good point, though. I feel like Sunday is... It feels like it's almost the disregarded day on the on the AFL fixture. You got the Friday night game, which is the marquee. Saturday's your big, you know, Super Saturday, whatever you want to call it with the five games, and then Sunday is just the rest. But those the games on the Sunday, or the three twenty game anyway, on the Sunday is normally a marquee time slot because it's a Channel Seven televised game, so it's gonna be on free to wear. They wanna get as as big and as good a game and as big a crowd and as more eyes on T V screens as they possibly can. So, um, that's why I'm not completely uh, not totally against the idea, and as I said at, at the top of my my little rant, there the AFL are doing what they're supposed to do in keeping the game national, and they've got a game at the Gabba on Friday night. But you are right with um, with big crowds on Sunday. It's um, it shouldn't be the forgotten day on the weekend of, of AFL football.
2: Well, look, Sunday. If you just go around Melbourne on a Sunday these days, it's flat out. Mm. I'm telling you, roads like Whitehorse Road places like that, mate, it's bumper-to-bumper traffic. Sundays is a flat-out day. By the time it gets to 2 o'clock in the afternoon, mate, she's busy. Yeah. Well, you drive around Ringwood, you drive around Ringwood on a Sunday Arvo, Maroondah Highway, at around 2 in the Arvo, I'm telling you, there's some serious traffic. Sunday's no longer that... You know, rest day, forgotten about, lazy day. I'm telling you, it's a full-on day these days in Melbourne. <laughs> every every day's.
0: I agree. You know, I agree. Every day. Going off on a tangent here, but every day is busy now. There's no quiet days. It's it's heavy traffic even on weekends.
2: Yeah, and so I think Sunday has sort of become the new Saturday in some ways. Mm.
0: Here we are talking um, about. Here we are talking about traffic on SN. Uh, Mark, thank you for your call. No worries, my friend. Enjoy. Thank you, mate. I appreciate it. And good solution as well. That's a good good observation is uh, uh, Gold Coast and North Melbourne. You've got two sort of kind of nothing games, I guess. Fremantle are playing on a Saturday afternoon. They'll be finals bound. Could be a game for top four for them as well. But North Melbourne, Gold Coast. Gold Coast uh, less likely to be in the mix for the eight by then. So that game max, uh, mixed with the Fremantle Giants game, yes, yeah, a, a swap could be there for St Kilda and... Uh, and Sydney on the Sunday afternoon if those games couldn't clash. Port Adelaide play on the Twilight game on Sunday in round 22. So moving the showdown to, I think it was Mark's solution to move the showdown to Friday night, if that was a possibility. Might not be there because of the short turnaround for Port Adelaide, but uh, but the rest, the rest all pretty much checks out. 0433 98 11 16 if you'd like to send through a text for temper, a mattress like no other. Give us a call for Harcourts. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts, 1-300-736-736. Jordan Canellis here with you on the Macca's Run uh, this Tuesday night on SEN. Try a classic Angus at Macca's today. Uh, more of your calls, uh, Glenn, stay on the line, and your text messages which are coming through, and I'll get to those on the other side of this here on the Macca's Run. SEN, coming back with, uh, with uh, more after this.
1: Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today.
0: Jordan Canella's with you here on SEN. The Macca's run on a Tuesday night. Good to be in your company. 0433 98 for Temper, A mattress like no other. That's the number you can send us a text on. 1300 736 736 is the talkback number to get on the phones. For Harcourt, your move, your Harcourts. The Macca's run here for uh, Macca's, obviously. Try a classic Angus at Macca's today. A couple of text messages uh, here uh, coming through on the topic of the fixture and uh, what time slot you prefer. If you're a Carlton or Collingwood fan or anyone really, if, where would you rather or how would you rather uh, prefer to watch your team in what time slot? Friday night, Sunday afternoon. Which one are you picking? Uh, first text that came in uh, is uh, Sunday at 15.20 or 13 or 3.20. I'd, I'd like someone to use a 24-hour time, so respect to you there, Anonymous. Uh, seems to be the big slot uh, crowd drawing this season keeps Channel 7 happy as well. Uh, but as far as the preferences go, um, Rod says uh, 2.10 on a Saturday afternoon. Not an option, but I take it, Rod. Thank you. Friday night says another one. Uh, Thursday with the uh, the hand-clapping emojis in the middle. Thursday. Uh, that's a big support there. Sunday uh, says another one. Saturday, 2.30 at the G, says uh, Julian. So again, preferring the Saturday. Another one says Saturday, 2 p.m. Uh, with the kids, I love Saturday and Sunday afternoon footy, uh, and I prefer uh, crossover games because you can pick the best game and uh, effectively ditch the other one. Uh, a WA Carlton supporter here couldn't book flights in advance due to a potential Sunday 320 game. Floating fixture, thumbs down. So, a mixture of, um, of responses there. I probably had more Sundays coming through out of the ones um, between the Sunday or the Friday, but. Uh, a lot of people going rogue on my poll here and going with Saturday instead. So, Saturday seems to be the big day of uh, football that people prefer. Plenty more text messages coming through on this topic, which we'll get to throughout the course of this hour. Uh, Glenn from Broadmeadows, hang on the line there because we'll get to you on the other side of this. But keep your text messages coming through Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen 98 to send those messages on the way. Uh, more of them coming through, more of your calls. And uh, I want to talk about countdown clock. Count down or count up? Which one do you prefer? That's after this.
1: Welcome to the Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef. Grab the one and only Big Mac at Maccas Today.
0: The Maccas Run on a Tuesday night on SEN Jordan Canellis with you. one 736 736 For Harcourts for All Things Real Estate. Speak to Harcourts. That's to jump on the talkback number and have a chat on air. 043 9816 on the text for uh, uh, temper, a mattress like no other. couple of text messages on uh, to round out our discussion on the uh, the fixtures for the round 23 final home and away uh, season round of football. Uh, not having a Carlton Collingwood game on a Friday night, given where they are on the ladder and the crowd they bring in, is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, says Anonymous. Uh, scheduling in the previous round determines the day of the game, so Sydney v Collingwood play on Sunday the 14th unfair if they play any earlier than Saturday night which is a very fair point and probably more uh, logistical logistically uh, legitimate point uh, Travis says Geelong and Collingwood was a dead rubber around 22- 2011 Geelong played like it meant something Collingwood didn't I think Geelong took huge confidence uh, a huge confidence boost from that win into the grand final says Travis so talking about final game of the season mirroring uh, games in the finals. Uh, Rodney says, Thursday night is just a silly idea. Crowd numbers support this. If anything, just play Gold Coast or the Giants on a Thursday. They should have a match every Saturday at the MCG at 2 p.m. Uh, Maybe have more games when people can attend rather than just for TV people, says Rodney. So in support of an MCG game on a Saturday as a regular fixture. Um, If Carlton v. Collingwood was on a Friday or Saturday, I would travel from Queensland. Not on Sunday, though," says Nigel. "That's a fair point too for people coming into state. That's the that's the other thing too. If you have a, a big marquee game on a Sunday, and this is sometimes it's just unavoidable, really, with the way the fixture works, is if you have a big game like that on a Sunday, um, it is harder for interstate fans who would, you know, if it's a team who has a, a big Australia wide uh, supporter base, like a Carlton or Collingwood or Essendon uh they might not always be able to come to a sunday game because of uh needing to be at work and on a on a on a monday and flights back might not always be readily available on a sunday night to get back home interstate um uh anonymous says i think they've kept the the game with the most riding on the 8 to last uh yes i i get that i get that i can i can i can deal with that but that's that's a good point but should it be? Should it be? Would that be the only reason they kept it to Sunday? Probably not. Fixturing and all that would come into it as well. But that is a good point. Uh, come on, man! Melbourne are the RV reigning premiers and have hardly had a marquee Friday night game all year. Uh, I've never heard any anyone demand standalone games. Only media commentators. I don't know if that's totally true. I think there's definitely footy fans out there. I'd speak to friends and mates who are just my mates outside of here and uh, don't you know, don't like the the uh, the overlapping games on a Saturday night. Um, I don't think it's just people in the media. Fans who attend hate Thursday night games. Just because we attend doesn't mean we like it. The only people who like it are those who are paid to attend. Um, and Friday night game determines whether your weekend is going to be good or not. If your team wins, great weekend. If not, then it's not. Cheers, says uh, Shane from Nigeria. Uh, I'm actually curious to gauge that. So how how affected by your team winning or losing in a round of football, uh, how affected are you by your, your mood over the weekend if your team wins or loses? Be it on a Friday night, is your is your weekend ruined? Or if it's on a, a Sunday, maybe, do you go into work sour on a Monday? Or does it linger till Tuesday and Wednesday? How much does your team winning or losing affect your mood over the next couple of days, for me it hasn't really affected It doesn't really affect my mood. I kind of, I, know, I get over it pretty quickly. I like watching footy more on the whole rather than just one-eyed through my team. I like watching all nine games and taking part in all the different stories around the league. So it doesn't doesn't really affect me too much. But that's just me. I know a lot of people who might be uh, a bit more emotional than that and uh, have their mood affected by their team winning or losing over the next couple of days. One three hundred seven three six seven three six to have your say uh, on the phones. Uh, Glenn is with us from Broadmeadows who wants to change up the topic a little bit. Glenn, it's good to have you on the program. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the Manly Sea Eagles um, pressuring players to wear a jersey that goes against many of their religious beliefs. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, it's a form of workplace bullying. Um, And right now, we've got the Manly players who have refused being attacked online for their religious beliefs. Um, To me when you, you sign up to play NRL, you, you're not signing up to wear a gay pride jersey and to do that sort of activism. And, and many of them can't do it because, you know, for example, if you're a Muslim or if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you know, that that, that goes against your religious beliefs. And and frankly, they find that offensive. I mean, I I'm personally am an atheist. so I wouldn't have a problem with it, but I think we need to be respectful of people that have beliefs um, that are different to our own. And, and forcing a player to wear a jersey that goes against his belief to me is, is completely disrespectful, and I just see it as a form of workplace bullying.
0: Yeah, interesting point. Workplace bullying. I don't know if that, that's fair. If that's your point, I don't know if I'd go as far to label it like that. But I definitely did think about this today, and thought, well, you know, while normally I'm I'm all in favour and I'm happy to see uh, any form of uh, you know gay pride or LGBTQ plus representation. In sport, because it, it is important, because that that community has been marginalised. It feels like they've been marginalised for so long uh, in the in the sports community, and any form of inclusiveness for for that community is I, I i don't have any problem with it at all. It should be welcomed, but it is also it is also a fine line to balance on, isn't it? When you've got people who have religious beliefs, who you know, it might be in conflicts with with those that the other community those sorts of rights and you've got all of them mixed up in in a sports club or in a league uh why favor one over the other why show one exactly. more yeah more inclusiveness or more solidarity than the other is it it, it is almost a as i said i'm going to stress I'm not against the the idea of of a gay pride jersey or anything like that but i just is it too is it too sort of leaning one way and not considering the other? That's, that's the question that we're asking today, and that's what you've, you've posed there, Glenn. Is that should, should, should sports clubs and leagues be more neutral, or should there be different... I, I think different... they
3: need to stay out of politics. Yeah. That's my view, that we should stay, they should stay out of politics. And because right now on the weekend, we get the people being excluded are the Muslims, the Jehovah's Witness and the other religions that, are, that find that jersey offensive. So because of their religious belief, they now cannot play rugby league, Um, for for Manly. And and what about, not just them, but what about the um, supporters that have these religious beliefs? They, You know, it's completely disrespectful to them.
0: Could there be an Um, alternative, could there be an alternative that is, so if if clubs still want to partake and and try and, you know, get involved in this sort of inclusivity action, which I think is fine, should it be maybe more, should should they have done it in a different way? So maybe not, not regarding the players on the field and, and things that they have to wear or do, but maybe just, things at the, at the game maybe, a game day function or something like that?
3: To me, we just need to treat everyone equal. It doesn't matter what your religion is, what your, your sexual preference is. But, you know, to be having a jersey that um, some players are finding offensive. Mm. and been, what, about, what about the players who, and I'm sure there's plenty of them in the, in the NRL, who have, this, have these religious beliefs, but, you know, they're on the fringe. Imagine if you're uncontracted for next year, in and out of a team, if you say no to this, this this could be the thing that means you don't get your contract track renewed, so I'm sure there's players in that boat who are wearing this jer- wearing similar jerseys. they don't believe with the me- believe the message mm. it's going against what they've been taught in their religious beliefs, but because of uh, pressure to hold on to their job, they have to wear this this jersey that they they frankly find offensive,
0: yeah, yeah,
3: uh, I feel that's really wrong
0: yeah uh, i I I think that's a measured point. I think you've made your point very well. Um Glenn, I I don't disagree with you. Um yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Glenn from Broad Meadows. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I was I was I thought about this today and had a similar view and again, I'm not I'm not against any I, when I see um rainbow flags or rainbow jerseys, I don't think against it. I'm not trying to downplay it, but you do have to consider as well that there are there are people in football clubs or sports clubs who might not be on board with that thing as well. And you have to accommodate for them too. It is a fine line to balance. And I guess it's, it is a, um, it's a a mix of, okay, how do we show our support for one, but then also show our support for the other when they might be conflicting. It's, it's decisions that I'm not paid to make, but we're here to talk about it. Joe from Geelong is with us. who wants to chat about the AFL overlapping fixtures. Uh, Joe, Welcome.
4: Yeah, I, I noted when you talked about, um, that you know, you take an interest in the game and you don't necessarily watch your team exclusively. And I think a lot of people do that. And the very nature of fixtures having overlapping games and conflicting games or a competition such as the AFL is forcing people to choose, which, um, you know, given on Saturday night you had the Bull, Bulldogs-Demons and the Q clash, and it would have been great to be able to watch both of them. So mm. the basic premise of the fixture should be Every Thursday night, two on Friday night, and the two on Friday night would be an earlier start. And also utilising the West Coast time difference to have a, a an Eagles or a Dockers game every Friday as the late game. I know the NBA does that with uh, West Coast and East Coast time difference. We never utilised that with the AFL, and it is a strategic difference that they have with the NRL that should be uh, two games on Friday, and then one, four and seven on Saturday and Sunday. And you would still have your Easter Mondays and your... Uh, Queen's birthday and so forth, but um, rotating those time slots around and having games exclusive, particularly with people watching games with streaming services uh, nowadays, should be what the AFL does in the next uh, round of broadcast rights.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with, so I think the easy fix there on the Sunday is, is, is what you've suggested, 1, 4 and 7, or... Or if you want to shift it an hour earlier to 12, 3, and 6, that could be. I think that's the easy fix to, to fixing the um, the Sunday overlapping games. The Friday one is a point of interest because I think the AFL wants to probably try and maximise the amount of uh, eyeballs on the Friday night marquee game. And if you have two, then uh, I don't know how does how does that affect the uh, the 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 amount of eyes that they can get on a game. Does it mean that? the later game which they might would would hope to get as many east coast viewers so they do they lose the east coast audience if it is a west coast team and it's a later start i don't think the i don't think the idea of a friday night doubleheader though should be ruled out so i appreciate that point of view there joe because i think that could be a possibility as well it would mean a little bit of a, a shift in times and it would be a little different but it might not be something we do every week it could be a solution for um, for uh, a couple of weeks here or there in the season, as long as they don't overlap like we had uh, at, at a couple of times this season. Joe,
4: yeah, I agree. And, and when they do have a West Coast, uh, a Western Australian Friday night game, that, that's eight ten East Coast time, which is six o'clock Western Australian time. Now they've talked about um, wanting not wanting to put uh, Friday night football on earlier than 7 o'clock because um, people to get there. But if the if game's in Western Australia, they've got to get there at 6 o'clock. So, I, 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 And and again, you talked about eyeballs. It's not free-to-air exclusively now. I, I think a lot of people would, would watch their Tayo and, and, and that's the way they would watch footy as opposed to, mm. to any free-to-air. So I think... Um, and, and then there is that opportunity to stream those games at another time. But I think if people are watching it, they do want the opportunity to watch games
0: live. Absolutely. I like the solutions, Joe. Thank you. Sorry. Joe, Joe from Geelong on the Harcourts open line. We'll take Cameron in Essendon before the break. Uh, hello, Cameron. Good mate. How are we? Good, thank you. What are your thoughts on the uh, on the Manly Seagulls jersey?
1: Oh, no. I think it was Glenn who called. And he made, like, the points you made were valid, but I think you also got to take into it like a lot of these sports clubs sponsored by alcoholic brands. And I think some of these groups also are staunchly against drinking alcohol, things like that. Um, it's not like th- the Jersey itself said something like gay pride or, you know, they're not getting asked to kiss or like touch on another. It's a rainbow sash across the Jersey. It's, mm. it's not so much that it's saying, you know, I support this. It's, it's part of the Jersey itself. So, I think, like, yeah, some of the points you made were valid, but I mean, it's not that they're saying this is our belief; it's it's the jersey. So, I think I it's just, uh, I yeah, think... I
0: I understand what you're saying. I think it's just the um, it's what it represents, I suppose, and that would be, it would be. So, if a player who has who is uh, who who has religious beliefs that go against what the jersey represents, the fact that they are. Putting that jersey on, donning that jersey means that they are supporting in a way what the jersey represents, even though it might go against their religious beliefs. I know what you're saying is that you don't have to you don't have to do anything. It's just wearing a jersey, but it is it is the representation of it all. Yeah,
1: I suppose.
0: Mm. Thank you for the call. They, uh, yeah. Thanks, Max. Thank you, Cameron from Essendon. Uh, 0433 98 if you'd like to send through a text message or 1300 736 736 if you'd like to jump on the phone. We'll take a quick break here on the uh, Macca's Run. On the other side of this, we'll have a quick chat to uh, Max Becker from the Kids Edition on Sunday morning, and he's going to give us his, uh, his tip for the week. That's next here on the Macca's Run.
1: Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves. With special sauce and juicy beef, grab the one and only Big Mac at Macca's today.
0: Welcome back to the Macca's Run. Jordan is filling in for Sam Hargraves tonight on SEN. Good to be with you. 0433 98 11 16. We'll continue to take your calls and your text messages on the other side of 7 o'clock once we get into the Sporting Capital. Big show tonight on the Sporting Capital. We'll go through uh, what was said today on SEN, some of the um, opinions from Footy Classified last night about all-Australian selection, which I'm curious to uh, go back over from uh, Kane Corns and Hutchie on the program yesterday evening. And we'll also chat about the Tour de France as well. We'll recap the Tour de France after it came to its conclusion on a Sunday night, Monday morning. So Rob Arnold will be with us uh, in... uh, just over half an hour from now to chat about the Tour de France. But it's the final segment of the Macca's Run uh, for tonight. And uh, it's a great pleasure to have Max Becker on the line, who is our host on a Sunday morning of the Kids Edition at 8am with Ellie Blackburn, AFLW star with the Western Bulldogs. And Max is with us here on the Macca's Run tonight. Uh, Max, good to speak to you. How's things?
5: Yeah, I'm great, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. How are you today?
0: I'm very well, mate. What's uh, what's taking your fancy in the footy this weekend? What's uh, Did you watch the cu- the uh, collingwood Essendon game on Sunday?
5: Yes, I did. Particularly taking my fancy um, was the runoff half-back that the Pies had within that last minute. I think they show superb excellence. They've come up clutch, um, as some people may describe it, in the last three games. They've had a couple of jump scares um, from North Melbourne, Adelaide, and uh, now, obviously, Essendon to so this game in the next few weeks against the D's uh, at the MCG is going to be crucially important in terms of their season and where we can see them placing. Are they a top four team? Or are they a top six team? Or you know, do they end up sitting outside uh, outside that top six and in seventh or eighth position? So for me, that game's particularly interesting for me. Another another pointer is every, a lot of people in the media this week have been talking about Marcus Winhager the St Kilda Saints and how of, of how dominant he was keeping Tim Kelly quiet. to four disposals for the day for the West Coast Eagles. Um he's proving in his debut year, Brett Radden showing significant confidence in playing his first year players, Max Winhager, Mitch Owens, as Wang and And they have they've risen to expectations. So if you're a Saints fan, I personally I'd be happy with uh, how they're tracking, obviously, you know, not the great not the greatest back half of the season, but having three players, young players and alongside Cooper Shaw and Ryan Burns who have played consistently throughout this season um, is a great result for St Kilda.
0: Which, uh, which way do you see the race for the top eight going, Max? Because uh, St Kilda are there, but their run home is pretty tricky. they got Hawthorne this week, the Saints, but then Geelong, Brisbane and Sydney in the final three games. Uh, the Western Bulldogs are in the eight at the moment. Richmond are a little bit further back now. Which of those three teams do you think makes the top eight?
5: I think to be completely honest with you, I don't see the Saints making the eight. Okay. I can't I can't,
0: yeah. I can't
5: yeah. see I them I agree. finishing with a win with a win against Hawthorne, they're gonna to need to pull off a couple of big wins. Uh, at GMHBA against against Geelong. We know they're increasingly hard to beat there. Rich uh Brisbane Saints had a battle um against them around this time last year where they came reigned victorious thirty point victors at the Gabba. Can they do the same thing? This time around, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And then Sydney at Marble Stadium, a 440 game to finish off the season. I think the Saints are just going to struggle to get over the line to make finals. I think the Dogs, obviously playing uh, the Cats at GMHBA, that's going to decide, you know, whether the Saints or the Dogs. Uh,
0: actually, make the finals this year. Now, Max, you're the uh, you're the host of the Kids Edition on Sundays, eight am here on SEN. And you host with Ellie Blackburn from the Western Bulldogs. All thanks to Kids Helpline. How's that been going this season?
5: Yeah, it's been great this season. To be completely honest, Jordan, we've had some fantastic, fantastic guests so far. We've had Tom Mitchell, side bottom on the show. We've had Sam Hargraves, who I know you're filling in for tonight. Um, Come in after his Footy SA. We've had. a a number of guests and it picks you up um, the amount of kids that call in um, to have a chat about their footy and their Oz Kick'Em, you know, what they love about their footy, what they love about their teams, what they love about their favourite players.
0: And you have a uh, a Kids Helpline tip every week. Our friends at Kids Helpline give us that tip. And uh, what's the tip this week, Max?
5: Yeah, absolutely, Jordan. Our friends at Kids Helpline are giving us tips each week. Now, this week's tip is about friendship. There's lots of great things about friendships, but friend stuff can be stressful too. You might feel left out or like no one likes you, feel used or worried friends may dump you if you don't do what they say or want. Now, all of these things can be really upsetting, but remember that most people have friend problems sometimes and things can get better. Check out kidshelpline.com.au for more inspiring information. Kids Helpline is here for you. If you're on socials, you can follow them too and also speak privately to a counsellor on web chat, phone or email. They're available anytime, any reason, kidshelpline.com.au.
0: Max, uh, a pleasure chatting to you tonight, mate, and uh, have a good good episode again on uh, Sunday this weekend coming up with Ellie.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Jordan.
0: Thank you, Max. Max Becker from the Kids Edition uh, with us here with his Kids Helpline tip for this week. 1-300-736-736 if you'd like to jump on the phone For Harcourts, your move, your Harcourts will continue to take your calls after 7pm. You can send us a text as well, 0433 98 Uh, As I said, we'll uh, chat to Rob Arnold from Ride Media, who's uh, one of Australia's most experienced uh, Tour de France journalists. He's been travelling with the Tour de France for the last 20 years, well up until recently anyway because of COVID, but... uh, He's been uh, he's been there every year for uh, the last little while, and he'll be with us uh, at around about seven thirty to chat about the Tour de France and how it all panned out this year over in France. And uh, we'll take uh, some of your calls on the countdown clock or the count up clock. I teased it before. We'll hear what Paddy Dangerfield had to say about it uh, for players in stadiums uh, in uh, at football matches. So some of his thoughts on the other side of this. We might even chat a bit of com games too. All that and more coming your way. On the sporting capital on the other side of this. This has been the Maccas run though. For Maccas, you can catch a classic Angus at Maccas today. Jordan Canellos with you on a Tuesday night. Back with more after this.
3: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Guitar 2022 semi-finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas together and loving it. TNCs apply.